Well, I believe that uh, all Christians would say that they believe that prayer is necessary, powerful, and commanded. But over the years, I've discovered that it is also one of the spiritual disciplines that Christians struggle with the most. Well, I must admit that I also struggle with prayer. And today, in our spiritual focus, I'm going to respond to a question for the pastor regarding prayer. This is your Midweek Connection. It's Wednesday, August the 30th, 2023. Before we get to the question on prayer, I have a few announcements to share. Number one, all Wednesday night ministries kick off on September the 6th. That is Wednesday, September the 6th. You know, the staff and the ministry volunteers have been gearing up and they're excited to re-engage in Awana, Youth Group, and Wednesday Suppers. Now, as to Wednesday Suppers, in our Friday e-blasts, please look for the block that advertises the menu for the following week and also offers a link through which you can register if you plan to have dinner at the church on any given Wednesday evening. I look forward to all of this kicking off. Number two, Family Discipleship Workshop. Pastor Brett would like to continue the conversation and the training with regard to family discipleship. He's created a class that will do just that. Now, the class will meet on Sunday mornings from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. in the community room beginning on September the 17th. And the class will continue through Sundays, September 24th and October 1st as well. There will be uh, availability for child care, so if you need that, please let him know. Uh, Deadline to register for this workshop is Sunday, September the 3rd. You're going to find more details and a link for registration in this Friday's email blast. Number three, a luncheon is being held on Sunday, September the 10th to give a report on the recent mission trip to the Dominican Republic. Pictures and testimonies will be shared and the lunch will begin at 11.45 a.m. Now, you're going to need to RSVP, and you can do that in this Friday's email blast. Finally, the long-awaited launch for our study on the book of Revelation will begin this Sunday, September the 3rd. Now, we're going to spend the first two Sundays getting acquainted with the book of Revelation before we dive headlong into it. I know that you've been looking forward to it, as am I. So I ask that each of you take time this week to pray. I ask you to ask the Father to bless this series, that we may grow in our understanding of His Son Jesus, His plans for the future, and how to make application of all of that in our everyday life. Well, those are the announcements for this week. I invite you now to join me for this week's question for the pastor. Well, today's question for the pastor 
comes from a member who asks this. Prayer has been something I struggle with, specifically a fear that I do not do it correctly. Is prayer simply a conversation with God? And what if I ramble? <laughs> also, what about my physical position in prayer? Is it sinful not to kneel? Does Scripture actually address this? Recently, I heard we should be praying to Jesus. Who should we address when we pray? Our Heavenly Father or Jesus? Well, there are several questions here. Let me just try to, um, to give them to you quickly. Number one, to whom do we address our prayers? Number two, is there a prescribed physical position that one must be in to pray? And then number three, is prayer simply a conversation with God or is it to be more formal and prescribed? And finally, what about rambling? Well, the disciples who were personally mentored by Jesus were not sure about prayer either. And so they asked him to teach them about prayer, to teach them how to pray. Luke chapter 11, verse 1, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John, speaking of John the Baptist, taught his disciples. The response that Luke records from Jesus is really more brief than the one that Matthew records. And so I'm going to go back to Matthew chapter 6, which records his instruction. In verse 9, Jesus says, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now clearly Jesus is in a teaching mode, and so the instruction that he gives is not, I repeat, is not an actual prayer. It is not one to be repeated, but instead is a lesson on how to pray. And we find that when we pray, according to Jesus, we are to address our prayer to the Father. Jesus said, pray like this, our Father in heaven. Now, does that mean that we cannot address Jesus or the Holy Spirit in our prayers? Well, I wouldn't say that at all. In fact, I have and do talk with Jesus and the Holy Spirit in my prayers. But I always begin my prayer addressed to the Father just as Jesus instructed us to do. And so, I would say, as it relates to that question, follow Jesus' instruction and begin your prayer by addressing your Heavenly Father. Number two, is there a prescribed physical position that one must be in to pray? I reference you to the instruction Jesus gave just prior to his lesson on how to pray. Also there in Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 and 6, he said, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So we see in verse 5 what not to do, and in verse 6 what to do. Jesus tells us not to be like the hypocrites 
who stand and pray in public places so as to be seen by others. Now, clearly, he's not telling us that praying while standing is improper. That's not his point. The point isn't that a person stands to pray, but that they are doing what they are doing to be seen and praised by others. That, he tells us, do not do that. In verse 6, he tells us to go instead into our room and shut the door. Now, what's the point here? Is Jesus telling us that the only place it is proper to pray is in the room with the door shut? Well, no, that's not his point at all. His comment in verse 6 is simply a contrast from verse 5. Prayer is not about being seen by others, but about communion between the one praying and God. Uh, Notice, though, in verse 6 that Jesus says nothing about the physical position that is proper for prayer. Um, He doesn't say to kneel or to sit or to lay prostrate or to stand or to fold your hands. He says nothing about that issue at all. So, given that Jesus is instructing on prayer, it only stands to reason that if physical position were an issue, he would address it. But we find that he clearly does not, which leads me to conclude that there is no prescribed position for prayer. I can pray while I walk, which I often do. I can pray while I drive, which I often do. I can pray seated at the table before a meal or on my deck in my favorite lounge chair or simply lying in my bed before I go to sleep or after I first wake up in the morning. But wherever and however I pray, it is not to be for show so that others will think I'm spiritual, but as an act of faith, faith faith-filled obedience, taking my requests, thanksgivings, and worship to the Father. Number three, is prayer simply a conversation with God, or is it to be more formal and prescribed? And what about rambling? Okay, well, as to the first, actually it's both, both a conversation with God and there are times when that conversation needs to be more formal. As far as the formal part goes, Jesus lays out specific topics uh, that should be part of our prayers in Matthew chapter 6. In verse 9, he speaks of our worship of God. In verse 10, about our requests for and submission to God's kingdom coming and his will being done. In verse 11, we find that he instructs us to request from God the material things that we need. In verse 12, the confession of sin and the willingness to forgive others who sin against us. And in verse 13, prayers regarding deliverance from temptation and also from evil. Now, sometimes all of these may be part of a prayer, and other times only one or two of the items may be part of your prayer, or perhaps there would be things that are not mentioned here at all that are part of your prayer. Despite the pathway that Jesus lays out for prayer, we find that prayer is meant to be uh, a communion between us and Him. And in that communion, we are invited to speak about anything that's on our heart. 
Now, the Apostle Peter writes this in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 5-7, through 7, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. You know, I so appreciate this about our Lord, that as our Heavenly Father, He invites us to bring whatever concerns us to Him, to share our heart with Him because He genuinely cares for us and He desires our communion with Him and His with us. So, we are invited to speak freely and even casually with God in prayer. But rambling, <laughs> we get to that now. Rambling seems to happen when we really don't have anything to say, but feel obligated at some specific time to offer a longer prayer. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 7, Jesus says, Do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. <laughs> Isn't that what rambling really is? Just empty words that are spoken because we feel the need to keep talking? <laughs> and that brings me to this. Check this out. Long prayer is not necessarily better than short prayer. Okay? When my heart is heavy with concern or heavy with worship, then a lengthy expression of my heart may be in order. But at other times, I simply need to acknowledge the Lord as my master and ask for His empowerment or His wisdom or His provision in a thing. And to do that only takes a few words, not many. And when that is the case, I say, offer the few words from a worshipful heart and then move on. There's no need to create more words thinking that a longer prayer is more effective than a shorter prayer. And so, that's what I have today to say on prayer. I hope that helps. Well, speaking of prayer, let's take just a moment to do it now. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you invite us into your presence, that you allow this vehicle through your Son, Jesus, where we can enter into your presence, where we can talk to you, not as our judge, but as our Father, our Heavenly Father. And Lord, I pray that we would be more regular in our praying, that we would be more consistent in our praying, that we would seek to develop a communion between you and us on a daily basis where we can share not only our concerns and our requests, but also our thanksgivings and our worship of you, for you are truly worthy of it. Lord, I know that you accept our prayer, whether we're standing, sitting, kneeling, laying down. I don't think that that matters so much to you, according to your word, but what does matter is that we pray. Help us, Lord, to do that. When we don't have a lot to say, help us to feel free just to say what needs to be said and move on. And when we feel the need to speak longer with you, help us to know that you were there, you are listening, you're not in a hurry, and you will hear us out as we share our hearts with you. So, Father, thank you for these truths and for your assistance through the Holy Spirit to practice them. And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, this coming Sunday, we're going to be kicking off our series titled The Revelation of Jesus Christ. 
Now, if you can be present, I encourage you to be here in the worship center to fellowship and to worship and, and, and just to be together in this experience of breaking open this important book of the Bible. But if you can't be present, then check us out online. Either way, the teaching will come across and I am trusting that God will bless it. So until our time together this Sunday, God bless and have a great week.